This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. Y'all, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. And it's exactly 8.02 p.m. And I legit intended to record an episode last night. And I started to do one and realized that there was so much going on because I tried to do it at like 11.30 last night after doing a workout, after taking an amazing shower. And by the time I started recording, I was just losing it, y'all. I was so, so tired making all kinds of noise in the background. My door was creaking to my, uh, the door of my closet was creaking, papers all over the place. By the time I went back and listened to it, I was like, oh no, y'all would have been like, girl, go to sleep. It's not that serious. But now I'm on a time limit because I promised you guys that I would upload this episode at 9 p.m. on Thursdays every week. So that is what I'm going to try to do. So I will be a little bit quicker than I am most nights. I might talk a little bit faster. Please forgive me. I know that not, you know, none of y'all checking for me like, oh girl, you need to get that up there. It's almost nine o'clock. What you doing? I know that, but I just feel like this week escaped me a little bit and I'm just trying to get back on track. That said, it has been an interesting day, a very good day, but a long day. And the last couple hours were slightly draining for me as, um, My oldest kind of had a moment that lasted a good two hours. And so I'm mentally drained and I'm going to do my best to stick to this topic, (laughs) this topic and try not to rush, even though I'm literally about to talk about uh, how to discern what to do with your time. So Lord help. Look at that. It all just worked out. I'm learning the lesson as I'm talking about it at this moment. All right, so I don't know if some of y'all have been picking up on this don't rush challenge that's going on literally around the world. I was on uh, Facebook and just going through the video feed and in between like Cardi B talking about stuff, tasty videos, watching people create food and stuff and getting hungry while doing it and had to turn it off because I was like, oh no, you got y'all trying to trap me because yesterday I, I finally started working out again, did a little low impact workout, feeling kind of good feeling kind of good you know what I'm saying I'm like okay you know I'm putting some work to my my words you know I'm excited about that and I'm hoping that I can be snatched by the end of 2020 if the Lord is willing anyway so I came across the don't rush challenge um my sister had showed me a few of those videos before and I'm like okay but I saw one yesterday that I thought was really nice it was um White House corresponders or journalists uh who did a dress down dress down challenge as opposed to the dress up because most of them are like people coming and they're showing like their before and after these ladies were showing the after and then their before and I thought that was really cool I thought it was powerful to see women who are in positions of power you know just showing us their homely side who they are behind you know the camera when the lights are off and everything so 
Anyway, so I looked up this whole challenge and I was like, okay, you know, how did this whole thing start? Turns out a 20 year old and seven of her friends got together during this pandemic. They were bored and they were like, yo, let's find a way to con connect with each other uh, while we are in isolation. And this came about and they wanted to show the before and after and and really highlight the beauty of 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 women. And in particular, I think most of them are African-American. So I thought that was really cool. I was like, man, that's where this whole thing originated. Um, but as I was looking into that and everything the word rush just kept being highlighted to me and I realized that you know what in this season we have actually moved towards the opposite of rushing and no anywhere you got to go right now nobody's really quote-unquote going anywhere unless your job is requiring you to go to work right now um, or you have that what may or may not be considered a luxury at this point in time um, outside of that the opposite is true. People are actually slowing down. And so I started thinking about the spectrum, not rushing, being anxious, but also not being so comfortable that you end up literally falling asleep, like don't sleep. <laughs> and not that rest is bad, but sleeping in the sense that you end up being so comfortable that you do nothing or you start chilling start chilling, start chilling, fall out of rhythm. And then eventually you're like, oh my gosh, where did all the time go? So that's what this podcast is going to be about today. Um, and it made me think about um, a quote that a lot of older people say, younger people too, I guess, I don't know, but people say it all the time. The days are long and the years are short. In essence, life is a vapor. We're going to get to that scripture a little bit, but literally, we might be thinking that we have all the time in the world, but the days seem long. We've all been in this um, quarantine state for a little over a month now. It feels like forever. But in reality, to majority of our lives, it is a very short period of time. Um, and so I wanted to talk about what brought us all into this pandemic, like who we were before all this came about. What were we doing before all this came about? What was what was capturing our attention before time stopped, right? And I believe every last one of us was in a completely different place before that happened. And I think that at the beginning, it was normal for everyone to kind of embrace the pause because it was a shock. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And it took a minute to just adjust oneself to the reality that this was happening all over the world and it wasn't just isolated to your little circle of friends or your um you know your city or your 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 um state even but this was something that globally was affecting every economy every people group every church service every every you know job it was it it is and has affected everyone and so i think collectively the first couple weeks was some time to adjust you know um adjusting to schedules adjusting to the fact that everything was going to be online now you know people were communicating i'm sure many people including myself were blessing god for the fact that we do have internet and a way to communicate and that's not true for everyone but within our sphere of life, within the rest Western Hemisphere in the States, like we literally operate with the internet. Everything is online. Everything is electronic. Everything, 
everything functions this way. And I know for a fact that I was 100% magnifying the Lord uh, for that privilege that we have in the midst of this um, quarantine. Anyway, it also made me think of an, of an analogy that, man, like I said, I, I told you I'm rushing because I'm tired. But um, the analogy was like how some of us are coming into this this season um, with, I don't know, like some sort of pause, that pause just never shifted, I guess, you know, like everyone is just kind of chilling. And after those two weeks, you have some of those people who are just like in cruise control right now. They're not really doing anything. They're just kind of going with the flow. Like, yo, what's going on today? They're checking the news. They're, they're checking social media. They're like, okay. It seems like everybody's kind of jiving with this so-called new normal. And then there are others who are literally pressing their foot on the accelerator, hitting the ground because they're like, oh my gosh, now is the time. After a couple weeks of processing, adjusting to the reality, it's like, okay, I have to go. And I think of all of the creators, the online creators, the YouTubers, the Instagrammers, the Indeeders, the tweeters, what? Oh, whatever all the facebookers everybody like you know all those people who are content creators who are like let's go marketing specialists everybody and i'm sure even some employers are like oh my gosh i bet you appreciate your marketing specialists right now i bet you appreciate your social media manager right now because majority of of businesses are now having to find a way to stay relevant during this time and i think i think that's it's kind of impressive what some people are doing right now, literally hitting the ground running. And then there's some of us that are in straight up park. I ain't doing nothing. After those two weeks, it was like, oh my gosh, like I don't even know what to do right now. The world stopped, my world stopped, and I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going. And I'm I, I'm just, just stuck. And I'm not, I'm, when I say all these, I'm not even saying that that's a bad place to be. It's just the reality. Some of us are in that place. And lastly, there are many of us who are, <laughs> this, this one is sad. I'm not going to lie. This one is, is a little bit sad and it's sad for multiple reasons. There's some who are just like, my life is over. Maybe that person is slightly entitled and they're like, I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm just done. Like, what do I do? How do I connect with people? All this stuff. And maybe their entire world is based upon what others think about them and the fact that they've created some sort of like, you know, utopian expectation in their head for themselves, for others, and they're just losing it. And they're the ones who are literally like rolling down a hill because they forgot to put their car in brake, put their life on pause for a moment. And so this type of pause is like shaking their world right now. And then there are others as we've, as we, as we've spoken about before for whom a house is not a home. Those are the ones who are like, yo, backtrack for a quick minute because I'm now stuck with somebody that I ain't trying to be with right now. My kids are in danger. I don't know what to do. How am I going to deal with this? You know, where do we go? You know, the fact that you now have to um, contact multiple people just to even get into a crisis center or a homeless shelter or whatever. So much has happened in the past month and a half or more that there's no way that our world will be the same when this kind of dies down a little bit and none of our worlds are the same when we came into it and so i felt a little bit convicted because i asked the lord like where am i which one of these people am i 
in what tier do I fall? Am I the person who is literally just trying to figure it out? I don't really know what to do. I'm the person who, am I the person who is, um, you know, hitting the ground running? Am I the person who is rolling backward because I'm completely confused and I feel like there's no hope? Um, I was really interested in hearing <laughs> what the Lord had to say about me and who wouldn't be like, clearly I want to hear what God has to say about where I am and what he wants to do with that. But I realized that for many people, the rushing and then the resting is a, is, a, is a place of conflict. There's some of us who are like, man, I need to get some crap done. And frankly speaking, we do have time now. You know, there's some things that we're giving, you were giving your time to that you no longer have to give your time to. And there are things that you were not giving your time to that you should be giving your time to. And I had to determine whether this was a resting season um, and if it was a resting season, am I resting in, in an intentional way or am I resting to nothing? What was the plan for 2020? And I have to remember that. You have to remember that, sis. Like, what was it that the Lord was telling you about this year? What was your word for this year? What was your scripture for this year? What was your goal for this year? I know I came up into this mug like, yo, it's 2020. Everybody was amped about 2020 it had some some kind of like the same vibe as the y2k but it was slightly different but the same type of excitement where everybody was focused on this new year in a way that they hadn't been focused on any other new year in quite a long long time so we all walk into 2020 or we're anticipating 2020 as the year of vision the year of clarity the year where everything is just completely makes sense and everyone's like oh no this is the year that i figure out who the crap i am and i am not deviating from that i'm walking into this thing and that was that was that wasn't bad thinking that wasn't too ambitious you know i don't think it was i don't think it was but the but the after effect of those thoughts you know the implications of those thoughts i do think are important to pay attention to um, and I think that there are a couple of verses in scripture that speak to that truth. And um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to, to calm your mind, even when your world has stopped. It takes a lot to just sit back and say, what is going on with me right now? What is actually happening with me? Am I in tune with what's going on around me? Am I sure I'm in tune with what's going on in my home, my house, my home, my family? Am I in tune with what's going on within me? And if you don't know the answers to those questions, this is probably the best time to figure that out. It's probably not the time to get caught up in the hype. It's probably not the time to be overwhelmed with conspiracies. It's probably not the time to be, you know, uh, doing a little bit too much and trying to to prove yourself it's probably not the time to try to fill up the time it's probably time to take a step back take personal inventory and really really figure out who you are in the midst of this there might be some of you who god is literally telling you to rest it's time for you to rest you may be that person that the lord is like oh yeah yeah after these two weeks of shock, I need you to keep resting. 
I need you to literally allow yourself to be in a place of intentional um, expectancy to be renewed by my spirit. Because there's no way that you can you can serve, there's no way you can encourage, there's no way you can help, there's no way you can support um, others if, you're, if your cup is half empty, if your vessel is empty, if your body is empty, you must be renewed, you must be filled. It is only a joy-filled life if you give of yourself from a place of, of fullness. You have to be in that place. Anything less than that leads you to a place of discontentment, leads you to a place where you're losing your mind, could lead to depression, could lead to all these other things that you're trying to avoid. And so maybe you are that person that the Lord is saying, yeah, I know this came as a shock, but it's time for you to chill out. You need to take a moment. You need to relax and allow me to fill you up. Allow me to empower you. Um, take some time to spend with your family. You know, enjoy this time. You might be scared. You might feel like you don't know what's going, what the outcome is, what the outcome is going to be for you, for your family. But it's okay. I've got you. I hold the entire world in my hands. It's time for you to rest. There might be some of you who are kind of in the middle. You don't really know. You came into 2019, uh, 2020 trying to forget 2019. 2019 was the year you wanted to forget. Just, uh-uh, nope, not that one. Omit, white out, whatever the case may be. And this was your, your brand new slate. This was that new year that you were going to reinvent yourself. That year that you were going to, to finally pick up that thing that you have been wanting to do for such a long time. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it was a goal that you wanted to achieve but missed out in 2019. Maybe you had a really, really rough time in 2019 and it was just such a struggle. You deviated from your plans from 2018. Whatever the case may be, maybe you're that person who has some things you like to forget, but also has hope for the future, not quite sure which one you're supposed to focus on, you know? And maybe to you, the Lord is telling you to literally find a balance. Maybe it requires you, I don't know, creating a schedule, something as simple as that. You ain't got nowhere to go anyway, you know what I'm saying? At least be able to control or to steward the amount of time that you have with in front of you that's not going to be burdened or overwhelmed by anything else or anyone else. So maybe it means creating a schedule for the entire week. Leave the Shabbat alone. Let the Sabbath be the Sabbath. It is what it is. You got six days. Six days. Lay that junk out. And maybe three days out of the week, you actually put in work to the things that you hope for, those plans that you had, those goals that you have, you have. And maybe the other three days, you break break up those three days, you know, a day for you to spend time with family, a day for you to have personal rest, a day for you to actually enjoy something, watch movies all day, Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Maybe that's what the Lord is calling you to. I would only suggest that as you do that, Create, create it in a way that allows you to um, embrace a rhythm, but also incorporate time outside. I don't know. Just if you listen, those of y'all who have a house right now, God bless. That's a blessing because I can't go right or left without running into somebody. <laughs> I'm grateful for the roof over my head. But if you have a backyard, if you have a garage, if you have a driveway, amen. You better be out there catching some rays, you know, enjoying the breeze, fresh air, whatever it is that you need to do um, with the luxury of having your neighbors, you know, a little bit of a distance away from you. Embrace that. Take that. 
Maybe, maybe this is a season of gratitude for you, being able to look around you and say, oh my goodness, I mean, for crying out loud, we are, all of us in the United States, for the most part, majority of us are in a privileged state of sheltering in place, like overwhelmingly privileged. And so maybe you're that person who's trying to figure it out, know that you have goals, know that you have plans, have some things you want to let go of, not really sure what to do with that, make a schedule. The last group of people are the people that is the group that I would probably liken myself to be in right now in this season because I came into 2020 not just with the pre, you know, uh, the aforementioned expectation that this would be a year where things would just be made completely clear. But I think that I came into 2020 with 100% confidence about who I am and what it is that God is actually calling me to do and the fact that he has asked me to do that right here, right now, for such a time as this. 2020 was my catalyst year, is my catalyst year, is my launching pad. It's my launching year, it's my beginning year of all the things that God has been stirring inside my heart. He's been like, yo, this is what I need you to do, this is what I need you to prepare for, um, this is the message I've placed on your heart, you know, um, steward yourself in a way so that when I say it's time to go, you're ready to go. For those of us in that category, I'm going to break it to you as plainly as I can, as kindly as I can. This ain't the time for you to quit. This is not the time for you to sit around and do nothing. You don't get a break. If it means that you need to go ahead and uh, listen. This is the way I hear it. It's almost like the Lord is like, uh-uh, girl, you ain't got, mm-mm, mm-mm. I know you, you, you seen all this, all these people like relaxing and chilling and all that stuff. You had that two week, <laughs> two week shock. That's okay. Allow that to be what it is. But we, you and I have business. We got things to do. It's time. I can't afford you sitting down. No, if you need a break, this is there's a difference between a two week vacation and a 15 minute power nap. Go ahead and get your 15 minute power nap. Go ahead and grab a little protein shake, whatever you need and get on back to business. You know what I'm saying? And it's real life. It is for me and anyone else who is in this particular group, this tier of women. When the Lord is like, mm, OK, I, yes, I know, boo, it's OK. Yeah. You know, all that conditioning we've been doing for 10 years. For me, it's been 12 years. All that conditioning. All that spiritual flexing, all that stuff, all that preparation, all that that crying, that praying, that interceding, that everything, all that. You remember all that? Mm-hmm. Now's the time. Go ahead and hit your mark. Go ahead and hit your mark. And that's what I feel like. I literally feel like the Lord has been like, yo, go, 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 go. And I put my hands on the line. I used to run track and I miss it a lot. But um, I'll get back to that someday in Jesus name. Anyway, um, put my hands on the mark and he, I've heard him say get set and this podcast is part of that get set it's not exactly what I'm supposed to be doing but it is a kind of what I'm supposed to be doing and I say that because coming into this I was ready I had my agenda I had my outline and everything and we're going to talk about a particular scripture I think is very very important in this season when it as it relates to rushing and sleeping you know what I'm saying like I got to a place where I was like, yo, this is my agenda. This is my plan, Lord. This is how it's going to be. And then he had to, he changed it 
one night in prayer, like literally just change it and was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I want you to go this way. I want you to detour a little bit. Now, it was, really wasn't a detour. It was his plan. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know about that. Partly because I don't like to just sit around and ramble. Unless you're like, if I'm on the phone with you, like literally, you're my friend and I'm on the phone. This is me all day. Okay. You ask a question. I talk to you. You talk to me. It is what it is. This is how I am every day, all day. But I don't want to do this for the rest, like with the world or whoever is listening. Could be two people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do this. But I, I felt led to do it. I felt like the Lord was like, I need you to do this. And I did not know why he told me to do that until dun, 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 global pandemic. Everybody's shut out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, whoa, oh my gosh, Lord. And he's like, yeah, you don't know what's on the horizon. I need you to just walk in step with me. Be about your business. Do the very thing I've told you to do that is clear to you. Don't worry about the things that are in the gray area that you're uncertain about, that you don't know how to how to align. Focus on the clarity that I have given you. And if I come and change it up a little bit, believe me when I tell you. Yes, Lord, <laughs> I get it now. Here I am trying to do the best that I can to encourage myself in the Lord. Also encourage you. I'm pursuing peace. I'm fighting for it. That's what I'm trying to do. While I'm doing that, the Lord is saying, do not get so comfortable in this that you forget that there is still a mission. So I want you to go ahead and do this thing over here while still hustling and grinding and being about your business on the thing that I've ordained you to be. The things that I've ordained you to do, the things I've called you to do, who I've who I've masterly, masterly crafted you to be. And so I have to do that. There's no choice for me. I cannot... I cannot step away from what the Lord has asked me to do. And so there might be some of you who are in that place where you feel like the rest of the world is kind of trying to readjust. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And that that is a little bit scary. It is. But I think what it does is open up our, our minds and allows us to see with a heavenly perspective the fact that God's intent is for man to be reconciled with him. God's heart is for all of time to come into him. He is in time. He is time. He, he wants all of it, the entire story of humanity to come back into him. And that's what he's doing. That's what he's pulling. And so no matter what is happening in the world, you as a divine being, a heavenly being, you know, the spirit of God that is in you and your spirit that is within you as well in this body that is just a beautiful wrapping of what's truly valuable on the inside. Your spirit, who you are, has work to do. You have work to do. And that is not to say that if you find yourself in this third tier that you are the only one that has work to do. No, this is a story that's being woven by Christ. This is a story that's being woven by the Lord. And oftentimes we get so, we get so caught up in our, in our own world that we don't realize just how much we're all connected. And it takes things like pandemics, global ones at that, to remind us that we're all in this together, literally, even whether we want to be or not. Something else is happening other than what is going on 
within your daily schedule, okay? Something else. And that's God's plan, his divine plan, his great plan that literally overrides whatever it is that we have going on. So I think the encouragement here right now is that you need to identify in which tier you fall. Like, are you the person that the Lord is telling to rest? And you really need to receive that. And I feel like rejecting that is rejecting love from the Lord. It is a loving thing for God to tell you to take a break. It is. He's got you. He has the whole world. So you don't need to be afraid that you're going to miss out on something or you're not going to achieve something or something's not going to get done. If the Lord is telling you to rest and you feel that, you need to rest, please. Second tier if you're that person who's trying to find a balance, you need to do that. Get that schedule out. Make it make it plain. Write that thing down. And don't beat yourself up. You know, and that's really to prevent you from beating yourself up or for or to prevent you for for um uh prevent you from pushing yourself too hard. You don't need to do that. If there's a time that you need to rest, then you need to rest. If there's a time you need to go, then it, then you need to go. If there's a time that you need to heal, Allow yourself to heal. If there's something that's that's been done and over with that you just need to get done, then get that done. And then if you're in that third tier, hey, you might be eating overnight oats for a good minute and you may not have time to be cooking five course meals <laughs> or whatever. You may not have time to do all that. You may not have time to, to, to join uh tiktok challenges or whatever is that i don't even know whatever that is i mean i have time for all that god may be like mm -mm, mm -mm, no go ahead and do what you need to do you find yourself in your closet someday just sitting and talking to people that's what's going on with me all right let's get into the scripture and then i will wrap this up because i got about officially 15 minutes <sighs> that was fast all right james chapter 4 verses 13 through 16. I initially was only going to read verse 14, but it is right in the middle of one thought. So I refuse to um, dissect that in a way that is not clear. So we're going to read those three verses. James chapter 4 verses 13 through 16. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away instead you ought to say if the lord wills we shall live and do this or that but you now but now you boast in your arrogance all such boasting is evil mhm mm mhm mm mhm mhm Oh, look, verse 17. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. <sighs> Let's just start from the beginning, shall we? <laughs> verse 13. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Mm-mm. So James is, 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 is calling all those who are so confident in themselves 
confident in their plans, confident in their doing. Those who are going and saying, oh yeah, today we're going to do this, tomorrow we're going to do that. We have learned through this experience, and I'm sure many more experiences have taught us that we are not in control. We're not in control of our today. We're not in control of our tomorrow. We're not in control of yesterday. Yesterday has has come and gone. Today is here. You got to do the best you can. And tomorrow, you don't know what tomorrow holds. That's essentially what the scripture is saying. It says you do not know what will happen tomorrow. So the fact that we're going around literally and saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to this city. I'm going to go to this, you know, on this vacation. I'm going to, you know, hustle and do this. And we have such confidence in our own ability to see that through, maybe because we've seen it happen before or because we're just trapped in this idea of planning and doing, which planning is not that. But this particular passage is speaking to the idea that you are so confident that you are now becoming boastful okay boastful like oh this is what i'm gonna do this is who i'm going to be 10 years from now or even me like i'm gonna be snatched by the end of this year i don't know that i can do what i can i can make a plan i can you know write it out i can commit myself to something but i don't know if i'm going to be my so-called best physical self at the end of this year. I don't know that. The reason why I don't know that is because I don't know if I'm going to live to see tomorrow. Why? Because I don't hold my life. I'm not in control of how much life I have. And I know, yep, mm -hmm, there's some of you who are not believers. That's okay. Keep listening. I love you. We're all in this together. Okay. You might be like, "Mm, I don't believe in God. It is what it is. So no, I'm the master of my own fate. Okay. The reason why I'm going to shut that down is because let's be real. People die in car accidents all the time, right? People go to sleep and don't wake up all the time. Babies are born and don't make it past two months all the time. And I'm not saying all those things are just like, you know, passerby statements like, oh, okay, whatever. It is just what it is. No, but I say that to make a point. Even if you don't believe in the Lord, even if you don't believe in a higher being, whatever, this stuff is still going down and you have nothing to do with it. So let's just put it all in the same place, right? I believe that there is a God and I believe he controls all things. I believe he holds time in his hands. I believe he has given every person a number of days on this earth. I believe death and life are in his hands. I believe that he desires us to live this life abundantly with him so that we can live eternally with him. I believe that. So my hope, frankly, is that you come to that place of understanding that you were created for more than just existing. You were created for a relationship with a a, a God who desires to be with you, who desires you to be with him, who desires a relationship with you. And so you have a choice. Every single person on this earth has a choice whether and okay i'll give it to you right to some extent you have a measure of influence on your so-called fate destiny eternity right because you do have to make a choice about one question whether you are going to admit or accept that christ died on the cross for your sins and that he died Uh, resurrected and is now sitting at the right hand of the father as chief mediator intercessor you know high priest 
all that. And he did that for you. And should you choose that, then, then your fate is decidedly positive. <laughs> in that you receive Christ and you get to be in relationship with him. And then you also get heaven. Amen. Should you try, you know, choose to do the opposite, then your fate, your destiny is eternal separation from God and uh, kicking it with beings that you don't want to see forever and ever um, and experiencing pain forever and ever, <sighs> which is very real. Both are very, very real. All that to say, at the end of the day, we all have some understanding that we are not in control of our lives whether we live or we die we are not in control of that evolution or jesus whatever you don't control that and that is the reason why the text says that you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life and that's not that's not a statement to be like ain't nobody care about your life you could be here and be, and be gone tomorrow we don't care no that's not what this is about what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. It's just emphasizing the fact that you can't plan and be so boastful about your life that you forget that it is so brief, that you forget that, you know, in light of eternity, it's quick. Life on this side of heaven is here today and gone tomorrow. You just don't know which tomorrow, you know, on what tomorrow you'll be gone. You don't know. It could be tomorrow, tomorrow. It could be 20 years tomorrow. It could be 30 years tomorrow. It could be 100 years tomorrow. We don't know. But that's the point. The point is not to get so caught up in planning about planning on that and then finding yourself jacked up because you're like, oh my gosh, I thought I had. No, you, you focus too much on it. It's okay to hope, but it's not okay to completely put your stock into that. We can't afford that. And so it continues, it said, instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live. Come on now. <laughs> it doesn't even say, it doesn't even answer the question with, if the Lord wills, we shall do. No, no, no. It starts off with, if the Lord wills, we shall live. Okay. This entire passage is about the fact that life is in God's hands, period. What you do in this life is your choice he has granted us the beautiful gift of free will it is your choice but ultimately your life is is in the lord's hands therefore it says instead of boasting and pridefully saying i'ma do this we should be saying lord i would like to do this and if you are willing and it is your plan Please give me grace to see a new day so that I may complete the task that you have for me, so that I may see with joy the hope that is before me, whether it's regarding my family, a job, or whatever, the church, life, health, anything. Um, that's the way that we're supposed to approach the Lord because it's less about what we do and even who we are and it's more about god's willingness to allow us to do and be who we are and i someone might be like i don't want to follow that god listen listen 
He is the best ever. I can only I say that because your girl's life has been crazy. It's been crazy. But I've had the privilege of knowing the Lord or at least having a God filter in my life since I was four years old. And in the highs and the low seasons, the mountaintops and the straight up valleys, the places where I felt like I would never ever get out, I've seen God prove himself to be the creator God, but also prove himself to be the God of love. So I don't fear my life being in his hands because I've felt and experienced his faithfulness to love me no matter what, no matter what. So if you're hearing these verses and you're like, oh no, like this is just too much, even as a believer, sometimes you might read this and be like, well, goodness, like that means I need to be praying like every single moment of the day. You might as well be girl, even if it's just like, Lord help, amen, he hears. He knows what's on your heart. He knows everything that you're gonna say, everything that you're thinking before you say it and before you think it. So why not just be like, Lord help? Why not just be like, Holy Spirit? You know, don't take the Lord's name in vain or anything like that. But God knows, he knows his, just as he says that my sheep hear my voice, a stranger they will not follow. God also knows how you speak to him. He understands your tone. If you coming at him all kinds of hard, then yeah, you might want to check yourself. You know, he's a God of justice. He'll, he'll correct you real quick. But if you're coming with like, Lord, I am but, my life is in your hands. I'm but man. I'm but woman. Like my life is in your hands. I'm, I'm human. He understands that and yet loves us. You know what I'm saying? And yet it's like, yo, draw near to me and I will draw near to you inquire of me and i and i will give you wisdom i will give you the answers that you're looking for come now let us reason together this is what the lord the god of the universe the one who holds time the one who breathes life into you the one who is the beginning and the end says to us so when i read this text the only thing that i'm really paying attention to is trying my hardest not to be so arrogant because it says all such boasting is evil Try not, try not to be so arrogant. There are so many things that I had planned in my life that have not happened and will not happen. And then, and then there are things that I did not expect to happen in my life that were the very things that did happen. My leg is cramping again. I keep doing that. <sighs> you know, so many things. And because of that reality, the safest place to for me to be mentally, emotionally, and spiritually is in a place where I say, God, I would like to. And if you are willing to allow me to see another day, please give me grace to blank. Let that be what it is. Let that be what it is. And so in regarding everything that we've just talked about, rushing and, and, and you know, understanding the difference between resting and doing jack to the point where you just fall asleep and then once all this thing is over, this whole thing is over, you're like, oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> you're just waking up from a stupor or something. Like, don't sleep. Don't do that. Mm -mm. Get up. Ask the Lord, where do I stand? Am I tier one, tier two, tier three? Wh what is it that you're asking me to do? Who am I at this time? What do I do? How do I discern how to use my time? 
we need to do that we don't have we don't have the luxury of just existing we have the immense pleasure of living with purpose and i refuse to go out of this world with a b plus average like straight up i refuse to i'm i'm a student of my teacher he was a plus all day he handled his business he was about his father's business and i intend to be about his business he's my teacher he's the lover of my soul i want to please him and so no matter what's going on in the world right now my focus must be on christ my eyes must be on him my goals and my plans must be laid down before him and frankly speaking all these verses are doing is is highlighting the stewardship of our time what do we do how do we steward our plans effectively how do we allow what god has given us to be stewarded in a way that is honorable to him and i believe it is receiving first that god gave you that plan god gave you the um the wisdom god gave you the knowledge god gave you the creativity god gave you the ideas every good and perfect gift comes from the lord god gave it to you and rather than taking it and be like yes it's mine and then like running with it no you take it you give it back to him that is proper stewardship of your plan give it back to the lord and say lord thank you so much for this wisdom this knowledge what do you want to do with this i'm game as i know it sounds crazy but like he literally does want to share he wants to share the story with you he ain't gonna share his glory but he wants to share the story with you and in you submitting that to the lord and literally laying it before him you get you get joy out of it you get joy out of it so for me tier three if that's the way i get joy through this season i'm gonna do what i need to do okay if it means being a little bit late, but holding to the plan to upload by 9 p.m., I'm going to do what I need to do. And I thank God right now in this moment for giving me the grace to be able to record a 45 minute episode, uh, you know, episode on time. Now, I just hope that it uploads with with expedience <laughs> so I can meet my nine o'clock deadline. But if that doesn't happen, it's okay. You know what? Because the Lord saw me give my best and that's what matters. And by his grace, if he is willing, I will wake up tomorrow and I will continue with the plans that he has set before me. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. And if you are still living, there is hope and future for you. And if you are so blessed to hope in the Lord and so blessed to have a future full of his presence, that's all that you need on the side of heaven. And that's real. That's all that you need. So I love you guys. I thank you so much for giving me a moment again to Randall, Randall, see, a moment or minutes <laughs> to ramble, not Randall. Randall ain't here. Renita might be, but Randall's not here. Okay. Um, yeah, to do this. And even, even in my rushing, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you do during this season, do all that you can not to become so anxious that you do rush, but do everything that you can equally not to become so comfortable that you fall asleep. Don't do all that. I don't know what I'm going to call this podcast. 
maybe hashtag don't sleep. <sighs> That's all I got, ladies. I love you. We'll talk again soon. Until next time.